Welcome to the Super Facts Show on the Super Facts Network. Featuring St. Laz, who also hosts the popular web series Gem Pop and music journalist Mark Walter Ward. They have discussions about hip-hop, culture, society, philosophy, and everything else. Now available on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts. What up, world? It's your boy Mark Walter Ward, the Super Fact Show. Today I got with me, you know, one of my favorite artists is Tef Poe, and I saw him on one of Tef Poe's socials. He shared a song he did with my man Hills here, and when I heard that, the, the, the beat was 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 vicious. I, I, I love I love everybody. I forgot the other dude on besides you and Tef, but uh, what was it that uh, what was homeboy's name? Uh, the Knuckles? Monk. Was it Rockwell okay. Knuckles or Monk? Maybe I'm not sure who was on that one. I, I, either or, I mean. Uh, the the knuckles cat on the first song he definitely goes in but man i'm, I'm getting off track so yeah. i found i found my man album blue collar gospel hills blue collar gospel go check that out it's on all streaming services and uh basically i when i heard that shit, i was like man i gotta get him on the pod and, and he was gracious enough to to join us so man thank, thanks for coming on brother yeah i appreciate you having me man uh grateful for anybody listening to the music uh there's so much music out there nowadays, man, that we just get flooded with. So just getting my shit, you know, as an independent artist, just getting my shit heard is, is great. So thank you. Yeah, oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's damn sure a clutter you're going to have to fight through. That, that that introduction was long as shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a little smiggity, my fault. But um, <laughs> so, so I'm, like I said, I'm listening to this album. My man produced the whole jump, Blue Collar Gospel. Um, Clearly, you're, you're staying true to yourself on it. Like, you're not making up no shit in your raps, nothing like that. Like, I, f I found the things you were saying to be, like, like relatable to more, more, a more disparate group of people than a lot of shit you might hear on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, is, is, was that just natural? Like, you was writing what you see? Or, 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 did, you, or did, did you, like, take it upon yourself? Like, man, re regular cats that be going to jobs need music, too. Yeah, man, I just tried to make something that uh, that I like, you know what I mean? I tried really not to even think about it. I tried it from the production, you know, making the beats. I tried to make it fun, right? Music's fun to me when I make shit that I like, you know? Not that I want to make right. shit that other people don't like. Obviously, I want people to yeah. like my music, but I got to start with myself. I got to be selfish in that way from the production. I got to make shit that makes me want to write to it, you know what I mean? And then just trying to find shit as far as the content, I, I want to be relatable, right? I want to make like timeless shit. So when you go back and listen to it, whether it's 10 years or, or 20 years from now, man, it's just some real shit. And, and people, I think, misconstrue nowadays. They think being real is you have to be something you're not. You, you can just be yourself, right? Just talk about shit that you go through. And I think the more honest you are, the more often you're going to find that, that more people relate with it than you think. Word. I, I mean, I totally agree. That's why... I uh, Devin appealed to so many people in the 90s or that's even why like I felt like the Drakes and the J. Coles took off you know yeah. it was that time where everybody had to be like a head bus a pimp a jack boy some shit like that yeah um you, but you know also though you know you, you 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 titled the album blue collar gospel so we covered the blue collar part but but this that's definitely some gospel there like it's it's, it's soulful as a motherfucker the production and usually I find these questions boring, but in your case, just because the music's so interesting, what what are your musical influences? And I, hold on, before you say anything, anybody hearing this, I promise I don't typically ask that generic-ass question. It's that his music is that interesting. <laughs> right on, man. No, I try to, my inspirations are, I, I'm a 
fan of this shit first and foremost, like everybody else. I remember that. Being- that, that ain't just rap, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that, you must have, you must got a wide palette, you know? Yeah, man, I listen to everything. I like all kinds of good music. I was raised on, you know what I'm saying, everything from rock music to, to rock. Kim was like the first dude that I saw that made me want to rap, right? Seeing those videos and shit like that, the I Ain't No Joke, the microphone theme where they were hitting it with the bat and shit, hitting the speaker. Like, I saw that shit and was fucking mesmerized. I was like, there ain't no way you can be cooler than that dude. I don't care what superhero, fucking basketball player, anything. Like, that, to me, that was it. So I was just hooked when I saw that type of shit and then just trying to grow from there, you know, just kept listening to all different hip hop growing up. So I would say hip hop's definitely my biggest influence. And then I don't know, man, grew up in the, grew up in the church. So I guess that, that lends to like the soulful side. Uh, my mom was like super religious lady. Uh, you know, I'm not a real religious dude, but I'm definitely spiritual. So. What, 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 what kind of church? Like Southern Baptist? No, she kind was. Kind no, nah, she was like uh, Irish Catholic, man. So grew up like in a Catholic church, went to all that kind of school, went to Catholic school and stuff like that. So that's that's, kind a, of, that, that's, a, that's a whole different level of choir right there. Then. Yeah, no doubt, man. So grew up doing uh, doing that and just had that instilled in me. You know, it's always been part of me. So I guess it just comes across in the music. No, nah, I, 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 I definitely heard it. But what, what, what's the rock? Give me, give, give me some of the rock that you've listened to a lot of. Man, CCR, uh, no Jesus doubt. Christ, everything, man. Ted Nugent, uh, all kinds of shit, dude. Any any rock, G Love and Special Sauce, uh, you know, 311. I listen to all kinds of wide range of shit, man. Rage Against the Machine, I love. They're one of my favorite groups, so. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel that as time passes, Rage is getting a little underrated historically. Yeah, that shit, man. When those albums used to drop, man, motherfuckers didn't play nothing but that you know what i mean you'd hear that coming out of every car man it's like powerful music man and it was so consistent it's like whenever those groups used to drop it was it was they never missed right it's like every album was fucking dope as hell and i feel like some people have gone away from that you know just because they're in that race to keep putting out as much shit as possible it's it's, sometimes it's hard to find a a cohesive album that's this dope all the way through uh in my opinion i mean true but you know uh, in, in their defense, you know, a lot of artists is, is is making music for their fans, and their fans don't give a fuck about cohesive albums. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying they, they care about popping ass songs. One hundred percent. See, like that, that that's another thing I like about like I because I feel like listening to 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 you your music, you 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 can really get a sense of who you are as a person, and and you 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 seem to me to be the type. They like if you don't like something, you ain't gonna talk down on it. Like 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 you seem to be more of a congratulator. Yeah, man, I try to be a a gracious person, man. Just from trials and tribulations I've gone through with my own self and, and struggles I've had in life, man, I can't I can't help but be humble, right? Because because man, we all make mistakes. I've done some of the dumbest shit in the world, and if uh, everybody treated me like shit because of things I've done in the past, I'd be, I'd be down and out, man. So I gotta be forgiven, be gracious, be humble. That's that's just how I approach life, man. Can I ask? Uh, can you provide any insight into what these struggles may be? Yeah, man. Struggle with addiction all my life, you know, drugs and alcohol type of shit, just like everybody else. You know, there's so many people from this this generation, the the past generation, the, the about to be the future generation. It's just it's been an ongoing thing, and I've uh, I've been open about those struggles in my music and try to talk about those things just because again man i think people relate to it and uh you know that's something i still struggle with on a daily basis man so i'm in that same same thing with everybody else man trying to live right i got kids i'm trying to be there for them trying to do all those things so 
That's, so that's me, the main struggle that I talk about. Let, let, let me ask you this. I, I too have definitely struggled with addiction. I had problems with, with cocaine. Sure. Bad, you know, bad. Um, and I would never do cocaine ever if I, if I wasn't drinking. Sure. And I ain't fuck with no A and no shit. Cause some of the shit just wasn't applicable to me. And then I've been, a, I've been in and out of the incarceration cycle and I've been like, had to do mandatory AA and that's, that totally turns you off from it. And sure. then this might be controversial, but every time I went to an AA meeting, that shit made me want to get high. Man. I, I like the way people talk about it. Like that shit would make me want to go, like before they get to the bottom part of their story, when they're talking about the good part, that shit made me want to go, 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 go cop a bag. <laughs> I'm not even go front. I'll be in that junk. Been been sober, not even thinking about no drugs, and 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 this dude's story got me wanting to go, go you know, go get a bottle and, and, and a motherfucking eight ball. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's uh, that's the most relatable shit anybody's ever said to me. I'm not kidding you. I've told so many people that, and I used to go to AA because I've done the whole rehab thing several times. You know, stayed in places, all that type of shit. And it's like, I've I've I don't know, man. I I always struggle with. Uh, going to those meetings, it's the same thing. Somebody will be talking about the worst shit in their life. They're losing their kids. Their fucking house is burning down, this and that. And all I'm hearing in my head is, like you said, cocaine or pills or whatever the fuck he's talking about. I'm just, my brain's just in a sick way obsessing with what he's talking about. And I don't care about any of, I mean, we're, we're addicts, right? So it's like, right. when we're in that zone, I don't care if I got, it sounds terrible, bro. It doesn't, I don't think about my kids. I don't think about shit. I think about my selfish ass and what I want. Right. And, and, and it's a, it's a sickness, bro, to be honest. So th this is the question I want to ask you, though. So by the by, I guess, I don't know, medical definition, by by AA definition, I stopped drinking. I haven't had a drink in over 10 years. I haven't you done any. I haven't had any uh, done any drugs that weren't psychedelic in over 10 years. But I smoke weed frequently. Sure. And, and that keep that keeps me from drinking, mm -hmm. which ensures that I'll never use cocaine. But by the by, by addiction language, I'm still an addict because I smoke weed. What do you think about that? Man, I, I, I smoke myself, man. And I think it helps me tremendously. I've seen it help other people, you know, from having partners that were doing so many Percocets a day. It's mind-blowing, you know, probably just like same people in your life. You know what I mean? Like, and I've seen them come off that shit and go through those withdrawals and that for real withdrawals are really yeah. struggling to come off that shit. And I've seen you know, weed saved them, you know what I mean? To, you know, being able to smoke and, and just keep 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 focused and, and stay on the right path. I've seen that help people in tremendous ways. So I'm a big supporter of that for sure. And I know uh, addict, that term gets thrown around and stuff like that. And, and what you're saying is true, you know, technically like, you know, you could say I'm an addict to, to weed, you know, but I don't know, there's a, there's a difference in my opinion between, you know, I don't view weed as the same thing as like, you know, doing pills or, or doing coke. I don't even put them in the same thing. I think a weed is a great thing, personally. I, I, I'm, I'm going to end it on this about the, about the drug shit. You know, sometimes I'm, yeah. I, I worry because, like, I, I don't want people to have to go through what I went through. And, and, and I feel like there's, there's not enough alternatives. It's like that all or nothing rehab or AA approach. And I feel like sometimes people get lost. They might have got saved, but they could have had some more meat in the middle type shit. You feel me? Yeah, 100%, because I know AA isn't for everybody. Everybody, it, it just, it's like you said, it doesn't apply to everybody, right? And I, I don't think there's no rules. I think whatever makes you the best person, whatever route that is, you know, some people can just cold turkey shit and, and that's just how they roll and, and it works for them. Some people, 
go to AA and it works for them. I'm more power to you. You know what I'm saying? If I was in the same boat as you, I've been to a zillion meetings. I tried that shit forever. And I just finally was like, it's just not doing nothing for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting the benefit out of it that, that other people are and not knocking it, but I just wasn't, you know, word, but I agree. There needs to be more middle of the road shit, you know? So I don't know what the answer is there, man. Yeah, no bullshit. But you know that 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 that's a problem. And speaking of people that address problems, how, how'd you uh, link up with Tef Poe? Was, was this the first time you worked with him? Do you know him? No, man. I'm 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 so humbled in in my city, man. You gotta in St. Louis. It's 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 hard to even get in the forefront of St. Louis. You you gotta be saying shit, right? And you gotta be saying shit that you're really living, really seeing those type of things, or else you'll never even you know be able to show face. So it's like St. Louis is a place like that. And I've been blessed to, to work with Tef for a long time. I've been making music for a long time. I've been in like uh, open mics where it was like me and Tef and like probably five other people in the room. And I've seen that man get on stage and kill the shit just like he kills the shit when he's in front of thousands of people. So I, I've watched that dude all the way up and it's been amazing. He's an he's a amazing artist, amazing person. And uh, yeah, he's dope. You know, I just uh, released a, a podcast called Folks, uh, Favorite of All Time, part one. And, and, and just now I recorded part two and I had like all these different categories. And one of them was a uh, rapper activist. And I think in the history of rap music, Tuff Poe is my, my favorite activist. You he's, know. he's amazing, man. His sense for, for caring about other people is, is, is great. You know what I'm saying? Some people can do that shit for a short amount of time and then it kind of might fade away. He's been on that shit for a long time. He, he's about yeah. helping other people, helping his community, you know, and, and it's all positive shit. It, it's so, much sometimes, sometimes there's detriment. I mean, he's got locked up in protests, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and, and he can rap, you know, like that That was the one bit, like the definite part that made him my favorite. Because I ain't say GOAT, because I don't know how, you, how you'd rate the greatest activist, but the part that made him my favorite is, man, that man can spit. Oh, for sure, man. He's He's been doing it forever. And, and he's one of those dudes that's so talented musically. I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but I bet he's more concerned with his legacy uh, of the other things he's doing outside of music. You know, he's just that I, that, that's that, that, that's probably a safe statement. I I, I would probably yeah. agree. Yeah, I think music to him is just like it, man. He's just a natural. He just he kills everything he does, man. Word. Hey, where are you at right now? That, that that's a, that's a, a dope ass background. So this is my uh, partner's place. It's called uh, Mascot Agency. It's like uh, they do artwork, all types of different shit. Oh yeah, shit, yeah, shit, shit, shout them out. What, 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 where you get at? Instagram. They got a website. Yeah, it's Jimmy, my man, Jimmy Grinds, uh, mascot agency. They're on IG. You can look them up. St. Louis, uh, downtown St. Louis. He'll help you out with whatever you need, man. All types of shit, whether that's album covers or uh, merch, different shit like that. T-shirts, all that kind of stuff. Hey, if anybody's on not watching this, if you're hearing this podcast, man, it, there's some vicious artwork behind him on the wall. Like, like that whoever that dude is, he put his foot in that shit. Yeah, he makes he works with all the uh really talented artists in the city and stuff like that, or has worked with them in the past. So yeah, he's got some dope shit. So what what what's your career as a producer been like to because you know we ain't we ain't do the tip because like you said, you independent, so I ain't talked to no publicists or none of that shit. I just listen yeah. to music. I ain't get no bio, no nothing. So, 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 what, yeah. what, what, what's your production career been like? Because I, I get you. I, I, I would assume from the quality of the music I heard, you must be selling beats. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. 
when it comes to making beats, bro. I just started making them when COVID happened. Like everything kind Word? of closed down. You know, no way. Yeah, from studio and shit. Yeah, I shit you not, bro. And I just went and bought a laptop. It was one of the first times in my life where I really kind of invested in myself. You know what I mean? I was like, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking figure this shit out. And I'm not a super tech savvy dude. So like the thought of sitting down to a program to me makes my fucking head hurt. So I'm proud of myself for just taking the steps of buying the laptop, learning the software, doing all that shit, and then just just going off my ear, man. I still make shit all the time where other people might be like, oh, this is off, that's off. But I don't know, man. I just go off what I what I like, the type of music I uh I would want to listen to, you know. All right, this I'm, I'm about to put, I'm about to bring out my pulpit real quick, man. What my yeah. man just said, he said he wasn't tech savvy, but you know what? Everybody tech savvy. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers using phones. Y'all playing video games. If you can master a video, I, I, I stopped playing video games. You know, I, I used to do covers for a while, but that shit got boring to me. I did it just for like Snoop Future shit like that. And, and one day I said to myself, I'm sitting there. I think I think we was playing Tekken or Soul Calibur or some shit. And then I was ill with that shit. And I was thinking to myself, man, I know I do so many moves on this shit. And I've seen people recording, right? I was like, mm-hmm. if, if I can do this shit, I can learn Pro Tools. And uh, mm-hmm. so, 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 so then I, I put out like a mixtape that, 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 you know, I put together myself. And, and I ain't like the, the cover I got. And, and then I had to wait forever and all that shit. So I was like, man, that graphic design shit basically looked the same as the Pro Tools. If you can use Pro Tools, you can use Photoshop. Like, like the shits, the buttons is jive the same. If anybody know, if anybody does it, they'll say it. But anyway, point being, if you, if you can master a video game, you can learn to be a graphic designer, a producer. You know, mixing music takes some skill and some teaching. But you know, just, yeah, I definitely don't don't have that. Yeah, but but just recording or making a beat, you know, effort, effort. You don't you don't have to have instruction or none of that shit. You know what I mean? So if you can, yeah. if you can play a video, if you can be good at a video game, you you, you, you can make your own music. So anybody, yeah, yeah. Out, anybody out there, don't let technology intimidate you. It is not a barrier of entry. And and then the last thing, the what like when I was about to have a kid or many things in my life, I've always looked at things that, that, that could be potentially intimidating. And I'd be like, man, this it's, motherfucker's just way dumber than me to do that shit. So I should be straight. You know, like, yeah. like you know, you know, dudes be be like, man, I, I'm I'm scared about being a father for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I seen some dumb motherfuckers. It was some good fathers, so I, I figured I'd be straight. Hell yeah, and that's like the mentality of like, why not me, right? That's like the same way of whether it's me going into making beats or something. Like, why not me? You know, what I'm saying if these other dudes can do it, we can do it too. You know, so it's all about hard work and everything, man. Same thing, just putting putting the time in to make make the beat sound the way I wanted to, and then having people around me that, that took me to the right places to get it sounding right. I mean, those those engineers and those cats, like we go to Suburban Pro Studios here in St. Louis and, and they're they're phenomenal, man. I mean, they'll take your music and make it sound like like it's supposed to sound, right? So it's, right. it's uh, I give those dudes all the credit in the world, for real. Oh yeah, the mix is everything, shit. That's gospel right there, the mix is everything. Hell yeah. So, you know, back, back to your album, you know, another junk I really liked, I like the Church Clothes song. Thank you, man. Uh, oh shit, no doubt, shit. Thank, man, every time someone thanked me for 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 liking their music, man, it's cliche, but thank you for making it. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a win win for everybody. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, yeah, church clothes is uh. Go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, shit. Tell me about church clothes. Church clothes is a dope record, man. You can't uh, you can't lose with that feature, man. T Dub is a. Uh, he, he's different, man. He's a phenomenal artist, man. And whenever you get on a track with him, you got to bring your A game. And because uh, you know he's going to show up every time. And I think a lot of people are scared to rap 
with T-Dub personally on, on tracks, but I want to try to give fans an experience, right? Because I feel confident in what I can do or what I can bring to the table, and I know what he's going to bring to the table. So I've been blessed to do a number of records with him and uh, hopefully continue to do more. Well, man, if y'all was hooping as a pickup game, it, it, it would have looked like you belonged on the court. You, 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 you did your thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to come back to church clubs real quick, but about, about T-Dub, I'm finna interview this man to do a podcast with him, whatever you want to call it, because as you can see, my shit's more conversational than interview. Um, yeah. What, what what what's his most legendary battle in St. Louis? Like like what what what's the one that comes to people's mind? Mm, as far as who he battled, I can't specifically remember. Maybe the JC one. I think I'm saying that right, JC. I believe that's his name. He's nice. I forget where he's from. I want to say Michigan. I could be totally wrong about that. So sorry if I'm if I'm wrong. But anyway, he battled him. I think that was a he said some line about Quagmire from Family Guy. I something about blast fire, Quagmire. I don't remember what the fuck he said, but man, it was so cold. So that one always sticks out in my head. As far as what everybody else would like, man, you'd have to ask him. He he'd be able to rattle all that shit off. But all right, so back to church clothes. What 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 what's your bare minimum of dress up like 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 what's the most casual outfit you personally would get away with wearing a church? Like, what, what, what do you think the, the standards of church clothes? I, 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 ain't church. A big, I ain't a big church guy myself. Yeah, no, I'm, and, and I'm not either these days, but growing up, you know, I went every week, you know, sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week. And it was like, yeah, I went to school where you had to wear a, a uniform, you know? So it's like, I just remember that shit, getting that out. It was a white shirt and navy blue pants. That's what I had to wear every day. And, and I remember kids up the street would, would call them my church clothes, you know, like I'd get home from school and we'd be playing basketball and I'd still have my shit on, you know, I'd have on my white button up shirt and my Navy pants and they'd be on whatever. And uh, they used to mess with me, man. They'd be like, oh, is that your church clothes or something like that? So that's always stuck in my head. So when I was making that song, I just had that line about laying versus down like church clothes because I remember being laid on the bed, you know, to go to put them on type of shit. And uh, that's just where my brain went with it, man. So that's kind of how I made it. So you, you definitely seem intelligent to me. So if you if we, if we were going to pretend we were pretentious literary motherfuckers, that's like one of them things that, that has like meanings on several levels then. Yeah, church clothes. Hell yeah, it was just laying verses down like church clothes was the line. And that just got my brain thinking about uh, just all that shit. Like I said, coming up, wearing that damn uniform, uh, all that shit, man. I don't know if that answered your question. I think your original question was what? What what people wear to church, but I don't know. That's what where my brain went. No, I, I was just curious what you can get away with, because because the times I I had to go to church like you when I was younger, but then ever since then the the few times I've had to go to church, I try to get away with as loose as possible. Oh, I'm with you, man. I, almost, be... almost every fucking church function takes so fucking long. You know what I mean? Like I can so, wear uncomfortable shit for like an hour, hour and a half, but after like two two three hours, I ain't fucking with no suits. Definitely not with no tie. Yeah, you got hard bottoms on for like several hours. That ain't cool. I don't. I, I ain't never. Man, this this always been a workaround with, with with some sneakers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, 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 you you can trick them motherfucking deacons with the sneakers. They, they don't be like the club bouncers. The club bouncers worse than the deacons. <laughs> so shit. So what? 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 what what's up? Obviously, you're gonna keep pushing this album. It, it, it damn sure ain't do everything it's going to. But more people here, you, you know, I, I definitely see you building up a fan base. But uh, what, what, what's the next move mu musically after this project? Um, I got a I got a project with a, a guy who was on my featured on my album a lot named Kizzle Mob. Me and him got a project together, so we got that's already done. 
I did some production on it and then production from other people we work with. And uh, that's that's like something that's ready to go. I could put that out and then uh, shit, I'll be back to work, whether it's a album with me doing the production again or, you know, working with a different producer. I don't know. I, I usually lock in. It seems like with one guy and do a project that way. I don't know. I just like doing it like that. So whether that's like DJ Reminisce or my guy Coco, um, you know, whoever, I'm always interested in working with new people, just whatever inspires me. Gotcha. I, I, I can dig it. What you be doing, what, what you do when you ain't doing blue collar shit or making music? Like, like, like what, what's your other activities in this world? I mean, obviously you said you got kids. I, I know that takes up a... Yeah, uh, yeah man. Anybody's a good parent, kids take time. <laughs> yeah, kids take up a lot of time, man. It's like, shit, I gotta, I gotta work, you know? So, and then it's like, I got the kids, uh, coach basketball and shit like that for them. And then, uh, you know, got a wife. Uh, so I got a, I got a, a great... Uh, home team, you know what I'm saying? My, my family structure is, is on point. I'm, I'm super grateful for that. Uh, that's, that's a great thing. So many people don't have that, you know what I mean? And wish they did. So I'm grateful. I get to see my kids every day and uh, it, it's a blessing. So you big into basketball like that though, huh? Man, I think I know what I'm talking about. I probably don't, but I definitely like basketball. I love that shit, man. Ever since a little kid, I'd say basketball and hip hop, probably my two favorite things, man. Oh yeah, who's your favorite player ever? All-time favorite player. This is gonna sound super weird, but I always loved Xavier McDaniel. I don't even Xavier know Xavier McDaniel, the X Man. X Man. I had an X Man poster in my room, and people would be like, "Who is that?" You know, like just a casual basketball. Are you fan talking about like the Sonics? You talking about the Sonics John with the lightning bolts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. X Man from the lightning bolts. He always had the shaved head, and then he played for the Knicks for a while. I don't yeah, know but why. yeah, but, but when he played for the Knicks, he he wasn't the same. Like if, if somebody wants to like look up Xavier McDaniel, make sure y'all look up the oh, Sonics, yeah. the Sonics highlights. That that's when he was that deal. I really? mean, I can't I can't say no. My favorite player ever is Rod Strickland. But I mean, I'm 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 from the DC area, so like you know, I've always been a Bullet Bullets Wizards fan. I, 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 I thought he was about to hit me with uh, Bradley Beal. No, I love Bradley Beal, Tatum. You know, I'm more of a Larry Hughes guy. Um, so that, that was my, uh, St. Louis a, guy. A, That's I'm, probably I'm, my... I'm, a, I'm a Wizards fan, bro. I don't want to hear about no Larry Hughes. <laughs> nah, nah. Larry, my... Larry, nah, Larry Hughes balled out for us. If he hadn't got hurt, he would have made an all-star team one year for the Wizards. He has some amazing contracts, man. I think the Wizards... <laughs> yeah, he did have some amazing contracts. <laughs> he made a lot of money, man. He runs a, uh, he's from St. Louis and he runs a, uh, a youth basketball association like Larry Hughes basketball. So he's super involved still with the community and all that. Oh, man, we about we about the same age, and when I back in my partying days, I used to run into people like Andre Blatch and, and motherfuckers from the Wizards all the time. And I I seen Larry Hughes a few times, and uh, he'll, he'll definitely let you know he's from St. Louis. I'll tell you that much, or at least he would in the two thousands. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. He's a big he's a big St. Louis dude. He's always put on for the city. Always, you know, spoken highly of us, and, and been a, in my opinion, a great example for the city. You know what I mean? I mean he. All he did was play basketball and make a lot of money. I didn't, you know, I can't think of any too too bad of things to say about dude, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, it, it was just, you know, a, a, as a Wizards fan, there was a, there was a couple a couple years that uh, I felt his effort might have left something to be desired. But uh, like I oh, said, no he, doubt. He, he 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 was going out a lot, and motherfuckers ain't know about shit the way they do now with that condition and, and getting rest and all that shit. I definitely I definitely yeah. got got mad love for Larry Hughes as a basketball player though. Shit, if, if, I, if I wasn't too old to wear jerseys, I'd probably cop a Larry Hughes jersey. That'd be dope. A Strickland yeah. jersey would be real dope. You probably got a Strickland jersey, don't you? I mean, I, I, I got a few, but, you know, like, like I'm too old to be rocking jerseys. And I, I, I feel that. 
even if I was going to the game, I'm too old to be rocking jerseys. There's there's cutoffs. There's cutoff cutoffs for shits in this world. Like uh, I I, I got like 73 tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. But but the second little Bow Wow got a tattoo, I ain't never get a tattoo again. You cut off after Bow Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 should be like 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 life advice. Like I ain't, I ain't have the what would Jesus do? I look I look at the world like what would what what would Bow Wow not do? And that's probably the move to make. This is shit, bro. Hey, whatever gets through the day, man. I I I, I, I got wild opinions about rappers though, man. Like I think Nick Cannon is the realest rapper ever. Cause that motherfucker what? ain't never lie on a song at all, at all. Yeah. <laughs> What was that one? I'm a gigolo. What was that? Yeah, song? I'm a gigolo. Yeah. And your, your daddy don't your daddy don't like me. You don't remember your daddy don't like me? I don't. I, the only one I remember is gigolo. I just remember R. Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Saying, uh, oh you, you gotta look up your daddy don't like me, bro. I guarantee you'll be laughing like shit, especially next time you smoke. He he like in the crib with, with the girl and her dad come home and be chasing him around the house and shit. That's why I was like, this man real as shit. Everyone else lying about selling crack. He, he making jokes with, with girls' dads chasing them. That is, man. That's relatable shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, that, that, I, I, I don't know how he's regarded historically or young as fuck with him, but at the time uh, when Devin was popping, Devin the dude, that's why people liked him, man. Everybody want to run around killing people and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Or even if you are selling drugs, the shit you hear in rap music is often not relatable to you. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't too yeah. many motherfuckers that's, that's, that's copping vias in Costa Rica and all that shit they be talking about, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, 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 you need some shit where you can see yourself in the music. You know, like, yeah, like, like, like I, I found it odd that a lot of times in hip-hop, white people involved in it seem to have an innate dislike for other white people. So, like, a lot, a lot of times white bands will say that they don't like Eminem. And uh, sure. I, I don't particularly like a lot of Eminem's albums. Because because I don't see myself in them, I can't relate to that silly shit like that, that 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 Fred Durst shit and always talking shit about the celebrities. But but yeah, but, yeah. When, but when you, on that first big album when he was making them songs about how hard it was to have a, a job and feed his daughter and shit, I could see myself in that shit and I loved it. And you know I give credit mm-hmm. where credit is due. Eminem's probably the most technically proficient rapper ever. Man, he ain't right. His uh. The way that dude puts words together and, and just even thinks about the, the rhyme patterns, man, it's just mind blowing. I mean, the way the way he makes the motherfuckers rhyme, like you wouldn't even think some of those words would even be possible to say in a oh, you know that, that that one album where he's in like a glass cube on the front, man. The wordplay yeah. on that shit is, I think it's recovery, man. That that mm-hmm. shit is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he's he's a, uh, I mean, shit, he's he's Eminem for sure. That being said, though, I ain't pressed play on the Eminem shit in like seven years. <laughs> I think the last thing I heard was that shit where he was like talking shit about Donald Trump in a parking garage or some shit. I, I remember, uh, man, when Marshall Mathers dropped, that shit blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember listening to that and just from. He had dude jump. from Onyx on the jump. I, I gave him so much love for that. Man, he he just blew my fucking mind on that album, bro. It was just front to back. It was just amazing. And I, I just, there's certain albums like that where people did that to me, right? Like like Jay-Z, like first time I listened to Reasonable Doubt, I remember just being like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I never heard nothing like that. It was just the most amazing shit to me. That's that's like the same way I felt when I heard Marshall Mathers. So there's certain, certain people that have uh, had a huge influence, impact, whatever you want to call it on me, just off one album, you know? 
No, 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 definitely should. I mean, like, see, look, look at CNN, you know, Capone and Noriega, yeah. like, because Capone went to jail and, and the second album was kind of a little bit too commercial. Like, <clears throat> most of their historical impact came off one album as a group. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nor Nori sold obviously much more than that. Yeah, so it's a, sure. So, so, so oh, you, 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 you a real live hip hop head, basketball head for real, huh? So I, I, how, how's the team you coaching? They good? Man, we're garbage. They need yeah. a basketball. They're in second grade. They're a hot mess, bro. They wanna, they wanna take three pointers and they can barely make a layup. You know, they. I swear, man. Not, ever since Steph Curry, every little kid that watches basketball thinks they gotta shoot fifty fucking thousand feet away from the basket. I'm like, make a layup first, and then we'll worry about you know what I'm saying draining threes. So, man, they're they're good little kids, but we need to whip them into shape. I feel. Man, if you're under 13, you need to be able to make a layup off both feet with both hands, and you good. <laughs> you like you good, good. You you probably gonna start on, on until you start getting the national levels on any team if you knew that. Yeah, no doubt. You know, but it's fun, man. They're 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 little second graders, so they're funny as hell, man. It's uh, it, it I'm glad I do it. I'm you know my son loves it. He loves uh having me coach, so it's fun, man. That, that that's 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 a 10 foot basket though, right? Or are they on the little jump? Yeah, no, it's 10 foot basket. So they're struggling uh, to get it up there. Yeah. Next year, they'll be a little stronger and be cool. But there's some dudes, man. I don't think they hit the rim all year. Hey, so sometimes those dudes end up growing up to be Jason Tatum, though, right? No doubt. No doubt. Well, shit, you know, like I said, I ain't get no prep for this jump or anything like that. I'm de I definitely want to touch base with you again down the road. Like, bro, I ain't going to lie. I listen to the Blue Collar Gospel like five times a day, front to back. Like, like I don't be saying shit like this lightly. Everybody think I'm all enthusiastic, but it's just because I only do – shit with people who actually like their music. I don't see no point in talking to people I don't fuck with their shit, you know? Well, man, I'm, I'm, I've said that to you five times now, man. I'm, I'm super grateful that you even took time to listen to it, man. And I got to shout out uh, our, both our guy, Adam Murphy, Midwest Mixtapes. Yes, he, uh, he, told me to, he told me to reach out to you, man, and he, he said you love hip-hop, man, so he, he thought you might take the music. So I got I to gotta definitely say thank you to him. Uh, uh, I've known yeah, him forever. Big, big shout out yeah, for sure. Oh, you grew up with them? That's what's up. Yeah, we grew up right in the same area, so yeah, we're from the same place. Okay, so so that but that was that that's that's why I was gonna that's why I was gonna end up with uh we 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 ain't had no uh since there's no bio EPK what's something that's interesting that that I ain't touch on? Man, uh, I grew up in in Florissant, which is in St. Louis. Uh, man, I I try to let the music do the talking. To be honest with you, I try to put everything in there as far as what's interesting, what or at least what I feel is interesting uh shit relatable so i would tell them to go listen to the music first and foremost and you should get a feel for me i know there's some artists you listen to their shit and it's it's great music but you don't really get a you might not get a, a strong connection or feeling for what that person's like you know as a person so i try to make music that incorporates that so that probably who's, didn't answer your question man but but who's, shit, your, favorite, I, I, who's your favorite lunatic lunatic I got to think about this. My favorite lunatic, I got to say, I mean, I probably have to say Nelly, to be honest with you, if I, if I got to pick. Murphy Lee's dope. Ali's dope. Kiwan's dope. They're all dope, man. Lunatics, uh, they fucking gave the city hope. People people saw them dudes making it, and they were like, damn, we, we can do this too, you know? And it's like that started a flood of people making music, going harder making music. So I give all the respect in the world to them. True or false, Country Grammar is a top 10 all-time music video of any genre. Country Grammar video is dope as a motherfucker, man. I remember being so proud of that shit. Like, watching that and being from St. Louis, 
that's another one of them songs. When I talk about like the first time I heard the Marshall Mather, the first time I heard Reasonable Doubt. Oh, the, the first, first time, time I saw that country grammar video, bro, that shit blew my motherfucking mind. Like, like yeah, the part I, where, where, where everybody's behind, and, and usually I don't be all like, like fanboyish and shit, but the part where everybody's behind them and shit, and he, yeah, he's he doing a little dance, man, that shit was the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Well, he brought the party, you know what I'm saying? He brought that party feel-good shit back to the scene, and, and he did it in such a, a dope-ass way, in an original way. And, uh, man, I don't even remember what the hell I was about to say about that video or something. Oh, how about when they went to the, I think it was the BET Awards, and, and he he killed, they killed it. I forget what song. It uh, might have been like the Hot Mirror I, album. I, 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 like, I, I was in prison, bro. They, they weren't yeah. allowed to watch no motherfucking BET. <laughs> well, man, if you would have seen it. They killed it on their performance. And like everybody went up on stage. Like Jay, all of them were like up on stage with them. So it was, it was Damn, dope. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look that up. I never even heard of that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to see yeah. that. Yeah, bro. In the prison, we only got to watch MTV. <laughs> it was no motherfucking BET. <laughs> that shit might have uh, encouraged seditious behavior. <laughs> but shit, bro, I, I, I appreciate your time. It's, it's, it's nice to meet you. And please keep making this music. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help you, hit me up. I will, man. Definitely keep in touch, and I uh, look forward to talking to you again, man. All right, bro. One last time, shout out all your socials and all that good shit. Man, you can get me on Instagram. It's really the main place, man. H-I-2-L's on Instagram. It's H-I number two L-S. Uh, it's A-M-G underscore H-I-2-L-S. Uh, What's so A-M-G mean again? Uh, Audacity Music Group, Almighty Gang. That's uh, T-Dub. I definitely like to touch on that. T Dub put together uh, a group of artists, producers, people, whatever you want to call it, uh, in St. Louis uh, called AMG. Uh, so shout out to like Bodine, G the Singer, T Dub, Accurate, uh, Kizzle Mobbin. I'm sure I'm forgetting all kinds of people, but all kinds of people are involved with it. Really talented, dope people. Bodine uh, so is yeah, dope, that's for sure. Yeah, Bodine's hella dope. Everybody in the clique is, is hella dope, man. So uh, shout out to T Dub for. To be honest, he, he kind of brought me back to life. He kind of gave me a second chance. You know what I'm saying? I've been making music for a while, quit for a while, came back. And, uh, man, he just he just blessed me with the opportunity to even put this album out. So I was uh, grateful for that. No doubt. Well, shit, brother. Like I said, thank you for your time and have a good night. All right, bro. Peace. All right, man. Super Facts Show. Y'all take it light. The Super Facts Network. Home of Jet Pop. SCE and the Super Fact Show, now available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts from. Come check out St. Labs, G from the Shop, and Mark Waldo Ward.